to episode 21 of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog, and here's Depth Charge. And that was a brand new single from the senior service called Depth Charge, which is out now on Damaged Goods Records. Um, and just before we uh, have a little chat about that, um, as I said, I'm Steve from Retroman Blog. Welcome to episode 21. Great news because we've got the old uh, three-piece act back together. We've got um, rock photographer Paul Slattery. Yay, I'm back. I'm yeah. back. Yeah, and we have Adam Donovan, Mr. Adam, who's been missing for how long has it been? For tax reasons. Tax reasons, <laughs> yes. Like... He's, uh, yeah, so welcome, two of you. Nice to have us all back in the same room nice together. To be, nice to put the band back together. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the, the three classic. pieces back together. The three piece lineup. The classic three, three yeah. piece lineup. Definitely. It's been a long time, isn't it? And we always say that, but it's, uh, it's great to get back, and hopefully this year we'll. Get a few more of these podcasts done a bit more regularly. Yeah, superb. Yeah, well, good, let's get on with it then, yeah. Steve. Well, What's next? Waffling, and that was the uh, the senior service. Uh, great new uh, single, which is out on Damaged Goods, called Depth Charge. And as I've mentioned um, on and on and on on the blog and in the last podcast, we're doing the launch party for the single uh, next Saturday, which again I better mention. 
yes. in case people are listening to this afterwards. So January the 30th at the Half Moon Putney, we've got the, uh, the very first live appearance of the band, uh, which is a great honour because it's uh, features the band features one of our heroes. All three of us have um, been a big fan of um, Graham Day for, for many years, and um, it's a great honour to be ho- hosting the party and uh, looking forward to it. And it will be a great party, I'm sure, with Graham there. It will be, yeah. Playing his guitar, yeah. but uh, not singing this time. No, no, as we discussed in the podcast we did with him when we went down, I went down to the Medway, he, he sort of mentioned that he's always had this long-held ambition to be in a... An instrumental band, you know, to be. He said he, he did this great scene where he said he always wanted to be in a band. If you imagine one of those great old sixties movies, you know, pretty yeah. like a spy movie or a, or something, and, and the spy walks into this nightclub and there's all these people dancing in their groovy psychedelic clothes, you know, and there's a band in the corner playing this fantastic freak out instrumental, you know. And he it's, said he's always wanted to be in that, that band, band in that <laughs> movie. Yeah, he's got to have a Hammond organ. Yeah. Band, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Band has a Hammond organ. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, so. I think this is a, a sort of little long held ambition of his to, to was, be in a band. You know. It was like a very funky uh, sort of Barry Gray, Jerry Anderson soundtrack. Music. Yeah, exactly. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he's again. These are when I was talking to to, to Graham about his musical influences. A lot of it was made up from uh, Barry Gray and uh, Ennio Morricone and Lalo Schifrin and that. So well, rather than the sort of rock and roll that you would expect, mm. you know. oh, I hope we're going to have some su- uh, suitable psychedelic lighting for the evening. Well, yeah, I hope so. A few lava lamps. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. A couple of lava lamps <laughs> on the side of, on the amps. You know, the, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. It's the first. I said it's, it's something completely new, and uh, the band is made up of some midway legends. So you'll have to come along and find out who they are. Um, and it's going to be a great night. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for it. And of course, we're all going to be there. Yeah. Great stuff. That was a senior service and depth charge. Well, next up. Um, talking about Medway Legends, um, another record that's been released on Damaged Goods. Uh, not that they're paying us to promote their records or anything, but... Um, but we won't say no. We won't say no, you know. Is he paying us, Ian? Uh, I get it in kind. Oh, do you? What sort of kind? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Vinyls. Karma. <laughs> Vinyl kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and Damaged Goods are releasing uh, a new single from Billy Childish and CTMF. It's called A Glimpse of Another Time, and that's out on vinyl now, four-track EP. And the thing that struck me, first of all, was it's got one of your photos on the cover, Paul. It has. It's got a picture of mine of Billy yeah. and the head coats from one of their gigs, at the, one of their many gigs they did back in the 90s at the St. John's Tavern yeah. up in North London. So, as the title of the song goes, it is A Glimpse of Another Time.
Yeah, and that was Billy Childish, or Wild Billy Childish, and CTMF, and A Glimpse of Another Time. And, you know, we're looking at this now, and it's got a lovely picture there. And, and so you, you worked a lot with Billy back in um, those days, and that's, that's pictures actually of him in the, in the head coats. That's it? right, yeah. I mean, I, I went to so many head coats gigs in the 90s, throughout the 90s, the whole 10 years, in fact. Billy was um, playing with the head coats at various venues um, around North London, mostly. The, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was they, all those gigs are always well attended by a, a, a coterie of fans, and mm. uh, in the ensuing fifteen years, I suppose Billy's become even more of a cult figure than he was back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's probably getting past the cult now, isn't he? He's becoming sort of famous. <laughs> he's got <laughs> Guardian but, readers like him and that, don't they? Now, and the amazing thing was, though, all these people used to cite his influences. Like, oh, well, you know, Kurt Cobain said, "Yo, I like Billy Charles." I never saw him at any Billy Charles <laughs> gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No, yeah. I've never seen any of these people who cite Billy Childish as a, as a legend. Yeah. Uh, any of the gigs, it was always the same yeah. old crowd down there, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, his gigs are always um, excellent, fantastic. Yeah. That's why I used to go, because he kept me rooted in what rock and roll is really about. At a period of yeah. time when, especially in the late 90s, when, when there wasn't a lot of decent music to listen to, Billy mm. kept with the faith and um, the gigs were always um, a great source of enjoyment to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Well, there's good news and bad news. There's, the good news is that Billy Child is actually back playing again, finally, after about, oh, over five years, I think, now. And he's playing at some festival, oh, ATP, All Tomorrow's Parties, up in Wales. He's doing a performance there. And he's playing a gig in London, and um, I said that was a good news, but the bad news is is that the gig in London is already sold out. He's doing a matinee show at the Lexington, and he's also doing an evening show, but it's completely sold out. It's sold out in about an hour. Is this May, June? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's something like that, you know. I mean, yeah. It's on the blog, www.retromanblog.com, but as I said, mm. it's, it's sold out. And there's people are clamouring for tickets and returns already, so... Um, mm, okay. But he, he's playing, and that'll be good, and hopefully mm. we'll be there to do a re- report on it. Uh, it's nice to see him back. Even I'll be he's there. Not playing one of our shows. I'll be there, Billy. Good. If you let me in. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the, um, uh, you know, Billy Childish playing a, a, a live show. Um, some other legends are, are playing in. It's um, Downliner Sect, and they're appearing um, at the Hundred Club um, soon. I think they're they're, they're playing, and uh, that, that's yeah. There's another Billy Childish link with a, with a. Downline sect, isn't it? Because he did an album with them as the the, the, the head coat sect, and he often wore a deer stalker in uh, tribute think, to Don uh, Crane. I think they did. Uh, I think they did uh, a, a couple of albums with the with the Downline yeah. sect, yeah. Uh, and uh, of course Don Crane. Uh, you know that was his trademark uh, yes. as, uh, as the as a singer of the Downline sect, and uh, uh, of course Billy took the head coat from Don Crane and uh, and used it uh, not only on his own head and but used the the name uh, in his band yeah for, for 10 years the head coats yeah. the head coats sorry and um yeah Don Don Crane and 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 the uh, Downline set from Twickenham oh they're just from down the road aren't they yeah, yeah. just down no. the road good West London boys steeped in yeah. R&B yeah at that yeah. period of time they came from that period of time when 
you know, Richmond Twickenham was just yeah. heaving with rock and roll. Eel Pie yeah. Island. Eel Pie yeah. Island. Yeah. Yeah. The Ricky yeah. Tick yeah, Club, the Railway yeah. Hotel in, in, in Richmond, yeah. where the Stones did their first gigs. Yeah. It was, it was an amazing scene around there. And, of course, mm. uh, not a venue left now. No. It's, all, it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's all Costa Coffee now, isn't yeah, it? I know. I know. We've we've talked about the area a lot. Oh, I don't. Um, it's not all Costa Coffee. There are a couple of cafe near us too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And right. other coffee providers <laughs> are available. <laughs> <laughs> but they're playing. Uh, they're playing at the. Um, uh, they're playing. Well, God, it's quite soon actually. They're playing on the twelfth of February, right on the sixth, and that's going to be a. a at the Hundred Club, and there's going to be uh, that's going to be a good night. So I think the Masonics are playing as well. Again, another Medway legend, or Mickey Hampshire, who was with Billy and the Milkshakes, uh, who again you you photographed. Um, so get down to the Hundred Club. It's going to be a great night. I know all the Medway legends personally. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you photographed them all. <laughs> I have. I photographed them all. Yes. At one time or another, <laughs> and they all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And which song have you chosen from the Down Under sector, Paul? Yeah, there's well, I mean, there's quite a few. There's some great songs to choose, but uh, I've chosen this kind of. Uh, I've chosen a more kind of psychedelic song from, I think '65. I think it's from '66 actually, called Glendora. i 
Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? That was uh, Glendora by the Downline set. Good old local West London Twickenham rock and roll. Mm. Yeah, great track. Love it. It's, it's not. I, actually, I'm not familiar with that one because it's it's quite a sort of slow groovy number, isn't it? You know, it's, uh, it's but you get that lovely guitar cutting through it. Yeah, oh, yes. I, I was just saying, Paul, wasn't I? It's just um, it's a pretty good pop song, and then what lists lifts it really is that sort of mental guitar playing in there yes. that cuts right through yeah them. fantastic it's great good one I really like that yeah I like that uh, so looking forward to seeing them 100 Club definitely on the 12th of Feb right well I suppose that we've got to touch on David Bowie um, it's difficult not to talk about him um, it's quite a shock wasn't it I think you know yeah. it was, um, very unexpected even if you're not a guide in the wall Bowie fan you probably like a dozen bands that were heavily influenced by him Oh yeah, I mean, so yeah, you yeah. can't deny he's, he. Well, he did. pretty much every year, wouldn't it? You yeah, know, every generation has got something. Whether it's the pop of Let's Dance to the, to sort of the, the dark stuff he did in Berlin to the, you know, to to the sort of electronica stuff he was doing later on to and, the glam rock. It was like everything was covered, and he was it? accessible to all the punk bands because he wasn't the long haired yeah, hippie yeah. playing heavy metal. Yeah. Well, I think he had a huge yeah. influence on punk. Yeah. You know, just yeah. style alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a massive influence on punk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he had a punk haircut in 72. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if you just look at the pictures, you you can see and and of course Bowie was walking around walking around South London wearing women's clothes and getting uh, getting stoned and sticking his fingers up at people and uh, yeah. throughout his life he remained uh, an anti-establishment figure. I mean, and uh, to his credit, he turned down turned down a knighthood because he, he didn't want to become part of the establishment. Although the establishment, I think, wanted always wanted a part of Bowie, yeah. and Bowie never gave them anything, which was mm. great. He, yeah. he 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 was a man who remained true to his own convictions, yeah. and um, I love him for that alone. Quite yeah. frankly, it's a good point, you know, because to be that huge commercially. But still have integrity and still to be yeah. doing what you want to do, even right up to the end, where he managed to keep himself private. He keep, kept his family out of the public eye. When you look at all these no hope celebrities now, everything yeah. is splashed over the media. Mm. Someone of his status could still lead a private life, you know. And I think that, that's great credit yeah. to him and his family. And uh, and I think he went out with great dignity, you know. And uh, and the video that he did to his new single, the Black Star, it's it's. It's like the Johnny, you know, the Johnny Cash one hurts when he's yeah, like, really, it you, you can't, you watch it's like it. It's the final like, farewell, isn't it? No, he, no. When he's going into that cupboard. I know, he's like, sort of oh, dear, you know. stage managing his own yeah, death, isn't I know. It's, But I'm it's so it's clever. fantastic. Very and, clever. Um, what, what a, and it's just amazing that everyone's got a good thing to say. Well, yeah, he wrote some great music and he was a good person for, for a lot of us people who really like music and feel of ourselves a bit, a bit of outsiders. Yeah. To identify with, definitely. But he was, you know, par anything else. He was, he was, he was a rock and roller par excellence, and, and yeah. that's what I remember him for. Because uh, yeah. right from right from Space Oddity all the way through to Ziggy Stardust, mm. yeah. that that uh, that there, there was an amazing explosion of of creative genius from him. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. well, I remember. My, in my young twenties, sitting around with my mates, um, yeah, partaking of various substances and, uh, and, and <laughs> drinking copious amounts of alcohol, listening to uh, the man who sold the world and Hunky Dory and Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, what, yeah. what great records they were! Yeah, groundbreaking. That's true. And uh, quite frankly, I mean, if, if there's anybody we should be building a 
new statue of it would be David Bowie. I think uh, you know what a genius. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can forget all those prime ministers and the horrible politicians that, that litter the streets of London. How about a statue of David Bowie? That that yeah. set everybody on fire. I think, quite frankly. Though he probably wouldn't want it. No, <laughs> that's true. What Bowie leaves behind is a fantastic body of work. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't help smiling when you see him do anything. Uh, or, or, you know, if you watch any of his performances on the TV mm. or on YouTube, for instance. I mean, one of the. All you have to do is check out that um, 1973 uh, Top of the Pops performance of Gene Genie and you'll be smiling all over your face, won't you? I mean, there's Bowie in his prime playing mouth harp live with Mick Ronson in knickerbockers (laughs) (laughs) from Hull playing this amazing guitar and sharing a mic together what's more than that I mean every time I see that I just smile and that's the legacy Bowie has left us you know some great music so you know hey you always sad when somebody goes Mm. and of course I'm sad too but um, that that's David Bowie's legacy is is going to keep you happy. Yeah. And you've gone for a, a we we're all wondering what to play or you know can we play it or what can we do? But then you've gone for a um, you know quite a, I say an unusual choice, but it's it's going back to his mod phase. You know his uh, very early days. Well, yeah, I I, I just thought um, I, I went back and, and looked at some of the very earliest um, Bowie stuff that I had in my collection, and um, uh, I really liked his his very early recordings that he made. Uh, he got signed by by Pi Records. I think he got signed by Tony Hatch. <laughs> oh God, really? Tony Hatch. Yeah. Tony Hatch, who wrote the EastEnders theme. <laughs> and Crossley, he did Crossroads. 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 Uh, no, did he crossroads as well. Didn't crossroads. Did he? Yeah, yeah, well, he did so, EastEnders yeah. definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. And um, he um, he signed him up to Pi, and um, I think Tony Hatch had worked with the Searchers before on Pi. Yeah. And uh, he 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 was eighteen. Yeah. He was eighteen when uh, when he released his first record on Pi. The first record. When he was actually called David Bowie, mm. and uh, the, the record was released um, as um, David Bowie and the Lower Third. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, it's a great record, and it's called I Can't Help Thinking About Me. Questions and that's is I brought dishonor. My head's bowed in shame, it seems that I've blackened the family name. Mother says that she can't stand the neighbors talking I've got to pack my bags, leave this home, start walking Yeah, I'm guilty, I wish that I was sorry this time I wish that I could pay for my crime I can't help thinking about me I can't help thinking about me Right, and staying in the 60s, and there's a uh, sort of, I suppose, there's a Bowie link in the fact that he loved this band and did a cover of um, one of their tracks, Rosalind, on his Pin Ups covers album. And he even had a track called The Pretty Things Are Going to Hell in 
one of his later albums, uh, Barry Love, The Pretty Things. And um, it's good because you picked a, a track by them as well, Paul. It's a, another classic bit of 60s R&B. Well, yeah, I mean, it's from 64, I think it was one of their first singles, uh, Don't Bring Me Down. Let's hear it. This is The Pretty Things and Don't Bring Me Down. Absolute right a mouth harp. Yeah, brilliant. Great band. It's just, it's right on that uh, edge of when uh, the sort of R&B mouth harp sound is almost turning psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did. They were another band, weren't they, that, that was started off as like a real R&B band and um, morphed into a bit of a psych psychedelic sort of concept wasn't the band with yeah, well, he, SF Sorrow wasn't it and that was like, the you know. first yeah SF Sorrow in the late 60s I think mm. that was the first sort of concept uh, yeah. concept rock album wasn't yeah. it rock opera type rock thing, opera yeah. psychedelic sort of. yeah, I'm, I'm only aware of their later stuff so it's quite nice for me to hear the, the earlier stuff yeah, I, I like that that was good do you know Silk Torpedo I do yeah my mum had the record played it to, to be honest I'm not a big fan but I like that really? better. Silk yeah, Torpedo is cool. more of a more of a more sort of glam isn't it more glammy yeah, yeah but uh, I mean even in 65 I mean they were a bit glammy because Phil Phil May reckon he had the longest hair in rock and it was <laughs> really long it was almost down to his waist and it was him and Dave Davis of the Kinks oh yeah, yeah. vying for number one long hair <laughs> yeah. you know well it was like Bowie do you remember they were showing on, on the telly when he was interviewed in some nationwide or sort of TV documentary news programme when yeah. he, he was like you said he was the president of the long haired men's society oh, that's or something, right. wasn't it? That's right. That's sixty five. Yeah, it was a great bit of footage you can yeah, see. It was. That was great. But yeah, I mean that, that, that was a bit of prime pretty things, you know, and uh, and of course you know you they got with that harp and the blues yeah. and you know, because Dick Taylor 
guitarist was he he I don't know if he missed out on joining the Stones or something happened, but I know he was either in the band or he missed out on joining them. But uh, there was all that link with the Stones, wasn't there? And, uh, well, the other great thing is is that uh, you know I mean just look at the Gene Genie or that uh, we were talking about David Bowie's so obviously David mm. Bowie was was he he really liked the pretty things but just looking playing mouth harp on the uh, he was a brilliant mouth harp player David Bowie yes yeah. and uh, you look at him playing it live on the Gene Genie on the top of the pop performance just superb yeah. it just goes to show you what what um, it's it's a kind of a almost a, a lost musical instrument now you you hear mm. it rarely but it's 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 such a you know for me it's such a vital part of well mm. previously blues but rock and roll yeah yeah beautiful that's true and the pretty things are going to do a gig aren't they yeah that's why we chose them actually, no, that's right know, because exactly. um, they, they're another band like downline the sect we're coming back so if you're into your british beat music it's a, it's a great time to be around what with billy childish and uh, the, the downliners sect and other pretty things and they're playing it under the bridge and uh, the support band is our good friends uh, the fallen leaves oh well that would be a great gig that'll be a really really good gig fantastic gig that's and a good match up isn't it it's good yeah because yeah, again together well those two. you know yeah. fallen leaves are continuing in that sort of southwest london richmond twickenham R&B garage rock theme, aren't they? And um, uh, you know, you can hear our podcast with the with the Fallen Leaves when they pick all these great local. But that's bands right. But, but one of the other great things is is that uh, you know both the Downline Sect and the Pretty Things and the Rolling Stones have all been going for fifty years. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Fifty years. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, Fallen Leaves have been going a little bit shorter than, than yeah. that, but uh, yeah. it's going to be a great, uh, great, uh, a great lineup, and that's uh, under the bridge on June the eighteenth. So I really recommend you getting down and seeing that. Right, I think we need to um, get a bit more up to date. You know, something a, a, a bit more modern, and, and you've got a brand new release hot off the press. What have you got, Adam? Um, there's a brand new album on vinyl and CD. From Dick Venom and the Terratones, and this is the first track on the album. This is called Gun of a Tongue. Baby got a gun, gun, gun of a tongue. Baby struck go. Baby struck down. Shake down. Yeah, baby, shake down. That girl for nothing. Gun of a tongue. I cried a spot of nothing around. Baby struck the rattle after sucking a thumb. Baby got me, baby, that ain't fun. Shake down. Baby, shake down Got up a tongue And pray about a mouth in a round Nothing, get out of a town, and quit us for the mouth 
That's great, yeah. yeah. That was a bit of a tongue twister, that wasn't it? What was yeah. it called, Adam? Gun of a tongue. Gun of a tongue. Gun of a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, was, that was excellent, I yeah, thought. Yeah, well, we've yeah. played them before, haven't we? Yeah. We have, you know. Um, and you've got, you know, that you give me uh, the, the album. Which yeah, is... the album in Choose Your Own Cover. Yeah, it's really format. good, well packaged, isn't it's it? It's really, yeah. really nice packaging. We like really, the yeah. nice package. Yeah, well, Dick Venom in his nice package. <laughs> well, Dick Venom, I heard echoes of uh, of Jello Biafra and the Cramps back there. Yeah, yeah. Adam. And it apparently, wasn't... there's a there's an all action live stage show that goes with this band as well. So, um, well, you've seen them. Yeah. Tell us more. I haven't seen them. No, haven't you? No, I've been gigging when they've been gigging in London. No, oh. but uh, I think we'll get them down for something or other. No, we've got yeah. to sort something out. Yeah, I've heard they're yeah. legendary. Yeah. And the Dick Venom's got a 12 foot long quiff. He has, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to say something else then, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> this could rapidly turn into sort of carry on to it, but he doesn't use it as a rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures. I mean, he's sort of all over the lighting ring yeah. and jumping over the stage, and they look really good live. So um, I, I think, uh, yeah, I hope they come down to London to play. Yeah. Because they're from up north somewhere. Nottingham, right? I think, yeah. Is that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's north, true. yeah. That's north. Yeah, anything past Watford's north. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Edgware's north for me. Hey, Watford. I'll get a nosebleed in Wales. And what's the record called? Because the the album's so good, it's difficult to see what it's called. Snake oil for snakes. Okay, snake oil for snakes. Great. I think if you it's on iTunes and stuff, and if you go onto their website, you can order the vinyl as well, which is very nice vinyl too. Yeah, no, it's brilliantly packaged. Yeah. I mean, it's, it looks great. And uh, that's uh, www.dickvenom.com. But be careful when you're Googling that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it at work. <laughs> great track. But yeah, you're right. A bit, a bit of Dead Kennedys. Yeah, a bit of Jello and a bit of Yeah, it's great. Yeah. He's got a, a pretty eccentric vocal style, mm. as they would say. But uh, Which can't be bad. No, yeah. good rocking track. Something yeah. different, you know. Good choice, Adam. Great. Oh, well, it's keeping on that sort of sort of rock and twisted rock and roll theme there's uh, uh, this is a, a track for, from a great uh, Japanese band called the Stomping Riff Raffs and I've got Linda <laughs>
That's a great rocking track from the Stomping Riff Raffs. That's very good. That sounds like, like it. it was uh, recorded on an old C90 cassette. Yeah, that's great. In somebody's it? huge shed somewhere. Yeah, great raw rock but and that's roll. good good for that, yeah. Basic. Yeah, I thought you'd like it. Yeah. Basic yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. I right back down to the roots, that is. Exactly. Yeah. Great back band. down to the Japanese roots. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Which yeah, part of Japan? Yeah, which part of Japan are they from? Well, they're from Tokyo, I think, or the suburbs oh. of Tokyo. And they're coming over to the UK, and they'll be appearing at Hipsville. Uh, 2016, the Hipsville Weekender, uh, which has just been announced. Um, well, the bands have just been announced, so that's going to be great. They're they're coming over, and hope they can do some more gigs as well. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to go and see them play. I can imagine they're great live. They look from the videos, they look fantastic. You know, the the, the keyboard player has got a theremin, and she's doing like rocking out yeah. with a theremin, which <laughs> looks pretty cool. So. They're going to be. Yeah, a, a that was great. Band. Not a million miles away from Billy Childish either, is it? No, yeah. it's all it's it's stripped back rock and roll. Stripped back. Yeah, but these Japanese rock these Japanese rock and roll bands have always got a trick up their sleeve. Yeah, especially yeah, well, yeah. a theremin is a big trick. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I said that Hipsville weekend of the bands have been announced now, and it's looking like a, a good lineup. That's. Uh, it's moved. It's not going to be at Bisley Ranges. It's uh, moved out into the sticks to. Borden and Oakhanger Sports Centre, um, and it's May the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Another great lineup. We've got um, the Jackets, Missing Souls, and Baron Four, uh, Stomping Riffraffs, and, and lots more. So check out the Hipsville site. It's uh, it's all been announced now, and we'll be doing uh, a lot of features on the bands that are appearing over the next few weeks. And in the run up to Hipsville, we'll be doing fe- featuring a lot more on on the various podcasts. Uh, that's that's a great uh, a great band. Yeah, I like that one. Good stuff, isn't it? Oh, you can't beat it. I mean, all that back-to-basics rock and roll, uh, that's what we live for, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And seeing seeing bands from wherever uh, do that that kind of rock and roll, whether it's Billy Childish or Stumping Riff Raffs or The Fallen Leaves or whatever, that's that's what it's all about. It's back-to-basics rock and roll, and that's what we love. Yeah, and that's a good thing about Hipsville uh, and Weirdsville, the regular club nights. They always... Pick out these bands, international yeah. bands from all over the place. You know, I mean, like last year we saw uh, all dramas from Brazil. You know, they've had the jackets from from Switzerland. You know, you've got Missing Souls from France. You know, they they and now they're getting them from Japan. Well, they pick these fantastic bands out. You know, well they are, but these are bands that keep the faith. Yep. they keep the rock and roll faith. Exactly, you're right. That's it. Yeah. They they're part of the rock and roll religion. Yep, and uh, that that that's it. Keeping that faith is 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 yep. is. Uh, the primary thing in life, and we should guard it yep. with our lives. Yes, guarding that, that, that primal worship. rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, you know, the more bands <laughs> that play it worldwide, the better. Yeah. The better it is for everybody. You're right, and we should all worship at the altar of Hipsville. We do. We do worship. <laughs> I've been worshiping at gigs uh, since I was 14. Yeah, there you go. Did they let um, you in? Yeah, I worshipped. Mm. Um, I worshipped at the. At the hall of uh, of of, uh, of uh, some, some very very amazing bands when I was quite young actually, mm. yeah, yeah. You never guess he was. Uh, yeah. So how was Beethoven? Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> Beethoven. He had long hair, mate. Yeah. Believe me, long hair. Speak he played up. a mean. In fact, you look like him. <laughs> he, 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 he played a mean piano. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. He was a chasm day with his day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I said to him, I said to him, he, "Well, you got to roll over, Beethoven." He said, "Oh, that will make a very good tune." <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> right, keeping with the. Japanese theme. 
Um, Adam, you you picked a yeah. We we don't event. confer before we do these. No, we, we just s- turn we up surprise on the day. each other, don't we? we like to and sort of... coincidentally, I've got some stripped back Japanese rock and roll too. Some stripped back. Stripped back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> stripped back <laughs> Japanese rock and roll too. Well, it is all stripped back, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, my mate Gary in Canada sent me a CD. He said you'll like this lot. This is the Mayflowers, who are a Japanese power pop rock band, and this one's called Good Times, Bad Times from their Bremen rock. LP. Let's hear it. Good hard yeah. driving. I love the bass on it too. Yeah, a cool jerk bass. Yeah. yeah. Good you didn't tell us what it was, did you? Yeah, it was, it was a bass. It's a four-stringed instrument. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what that was the name was of the, the record. That was the Mayflowers from Japan. The Mayflowers from Japan. Yeah. And what was the song called? Good times, bad times. Good, Good times, bad times. times. Not track. the Led Zeppelin one. Not the no, no definitely not no, the Led no. Zeppelin Much one. Much better than that one. Good. Good song, I like it. And that's yeah. another band from Japan. There's a good scene in Japan. Yeah. You know, there's always some great bands coming out of Japan and a uh, good bit of power pop as well. Yeah. A bit of beat, you know, a bit of British style, isn't it? a bit of. Uh, yeah. Definitely def- played with Vigor, which I like. Yes. Yes. Oh, Keeping the Faith, three piece. Yeah. yeah. yeah Perfect. Good, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they'll play, play in the UK at all. Well, I hope so. Yeah, have to check them out. That's the Mayflowers. Great band. Enjoy that. Good. Good. What have you got next then? <clears throat> 
Well, we were talking about stripped back rock and roll, mm. and um, we're now moving over. We've been concentrating on the British Brentford Delta, as we say, you know, and mm. now we're going to go over to the States, and the Long Riders are playing again. Oh, the Long oh, Riders, a band who I've loved but never seen. Yeah, well, I saw them um, back in the day in the Clarendon, and they were fantastic. You know? uh, in fact, I think the Plain Jane was supporting them, it was a wow. great gig, and... Uh, a fantastic band. You know. Well, they hadn't done a gig in this country for a very no. long time. No, no, no. But they're, redu- they're, they're reformed with their original lineup, oh. and they are playing soon as well, which is good news. They're playing at Under the Bridge, and again, they've got to go to Chelsea twice. Mm. They're playing in Brighton. Yeah. Just they're going playing in, in, yeah. in Bristol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when's well, this? June? Well, they're playing, well, May the 5th, they're playing at Under the Bridge in London. Right. Um, which will be great. I'm sure we're going to go along and see them because, um, like I said, I haven't seen them for, for years. I mean, I think, God, 80, blimey, 80, 86, I would imagine, something like that. I saw them. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, we've been great big fans of them for, for years, haven't we? And um, I'm, I'm really chuffed for them getting back together. And you've chosen a track, Paul, which I think we both agreed on, uh, which is one of our favourite rocking tracks. Well, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's actually the... Um, the title track of uh, of the Long Riders' first EP, and it's called Ten Five Sixty.
Well, yeah, that was uh, 10560 from uh, the Long Riders, uh, one oh, of their first uh, records. Do you like that? Oh, I've always oh, loved, loved it. I yeah. mean, that is a prime slice of the Paisley Underground. Yeah. From back in 83, you know. There, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. there was a great scene along there with, um, you know, quite a few bands uh, hanging around California at the time, the Three O'Clock... The Dream Syndicate and yeah. um, Green, on, Green Red. on Red. That's right. Don't you remember yeah. those bands? Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, cool. they were they were knocking out this stuff. Um, I uh, suppose they were just sort of pre REM sort of thing, weren't they? Really? Well, yeah, yeah they, they are, and of course, this is the same time as the Liars as well. Uh, uh, cracking out, yeah. uh, cracking out their yeah. their stuff in yeah. Boston. Eighty three is a great time for some. Uh, there's some proper American rock and roll, and yeah. um, I think I was listening more to that sort of stuff at the time than a lot of the Englishmen. I mean, a little bit later came like the, there was Plain Jane and, and the sort of Prisoners and that sort of mm. thing, you know. And then Naz Nomad, the Dan were doing like Naz Nomad, so you were mm. going back into the 60s. So there was a really big, and even it sounds silly now, but like Doctor and the Medics, because we remember them from like Spirit in the Sky, that awful number one. But before yeah. that, they were quite a great little psych garage band you know mm. going back to that 60s so it was a really good scene you know and, and I loved that period going to the Clarendon and seeing all those great bands there you know but um, Long Riders fantastic I, I, I can't wait to see them oh well they got yeah I mean, the Long Riders uh, back catalogue is fantastic oh yeah that's true isn't it and they're, they're re-releasing it which is again coinciding with the gigs because um, uh, um, Cherry Red which again is a great record label for doing the, the old uh, re-releases they're, they're re- uh, releasing a four CD box set um Probably about now, I think it should be out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on Cherry Red and it's called Final Wild Songs. And they claim it to be the definitive Long Riders collection. There will be stuff on there, you know, probably remastered demos, live tracks, and things. And it looks like a lovely uh, package box set. And I'm, I'm, I'll def- I've probably got all the records, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Oh, I just can't wait to go and see them live. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure live I'm going to be down front hooting and hollering. Definitely. Hooting come. and hollering. You see, oh, you, I can't you, wait for it. American I can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah, and and frontman Sid Griffin, you were saying he's a, he was a journalist and he's based over here, isn't he? Yeah, Sid Sid moved over here some years ago, and uh, you know brought and uh, Sid uh, Sid steeped in rock and roll and and of course country music, and uh, mm. of course uh, you know he has his uh, his other bluegrass band, the Cole Porters, which mm. has been going for, for for more than twenty years now, and. Mm. Uh, a very successful band that is, and, and, and Sid's written books about uh, about Bob Dylan too. Yeah. So he's 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 a man steeped in music and rock and roll, and uh, and mandolins as well. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and guitars now. Good. I'm yeah. glad to see. Yeah. I'm really glad to see that uh, the Long Riders are finally going to do some gigs here, and yeah, uh, just can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm. Good choice. Good choice. And Adam, you've um, you've picked a, picked something which coincides with uh, a gig that I've been going on about uh, for a band called Everlasting Year. Uh, they're yeah. playing at the at the Lexington um, on the sixth of February, which is going to be great coming up soon. And that band, uh, as I mentioned in my last podcast, where I played a track from their album Anima Rising, um, which is probably, probably maybe one of my record of, of last year. I think great album. And it comprises that petrol emotion minus singer Steve Mack, and it's uh, yeah. so putting all the great stuff of that petrol emotion together, and and they're all singing, and there's great harmonies, and uh, you, you, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see them live as well. Um, that's the Lexington Six of Feb, Everlasting Year, and you 
today by chance? Uh, as I said, we don't. Yeah, know I fancy a bit of that petrol emotion. I like bands that you can't really pigeonhole all that easily. Yeah, but that are still good rock bands, and yeah. they're definitely one of those because you can't really put them in any particular movement or anything, can you? No, that was yeah. pro- in a way commercially that was probably what killed them off yes. you know, in, this, in a horrible way because everybody likes to be boxed in and categorised more exactly it's so much easier to sell it and yeah, uh, yeah. to promote it but um, but for us people who like odd music it's really mm. good so yeah. I chose uh, Swamp because I'm quite partial that's off the Babel LP I think yeah that's a great record yeah so uh, we'll have that. <laughs> That was Swamp. I like that 
because it's kind of like uh, just a, an Americana riff, isn't it? Sort of blues riff, but it doesn't yeah. have a verse or a chorus or anything. No, it just works, doesn't it? You know. Yeah, and they just sort of freak out a bit on it, but it's definitely this side of the Atlantic as well. Yeah, so. great band. You know. Yeah, looking forward to seeing Everlasting. Yeah, I don't know um, what happened to that petrol emotion, but um, I said it's looking forward to that. But it's a good yeah. choice. What well, a great live act as well. Yeah, it's lovely. So. Good. And um, a band that is still going, again, one of our old punk favourites, um, the Rizillos, who we photographed for the blog when we saw them at the 229 a couple of years ago, and you took some great pictures of them. And you did their old, really old pictures, didn't you, back in 1978 at the Rizillos? And, yeah, I photographed you know, them for sounds a couple of times. Yeah, you got some great black mm. and white photos, which you can see on the Retroman blog. Um, but they've, uh, last year, they released a new album, and they're still touring, and... Um, Faye and Eugene are still fronting the band, and uh, great guitarist Jim, who is, a, is a, you know a good visual live act. Yeah, fantastic. Band, they? you know? They've got it. The visuals. Yeah, Faye and they Eugene still look great, don't they? Excellent. And the new album's really good. It's called Zero, and uh, here's uh, my favourite track from it. This is called Animal. <laughs> Fantastic, aren't they? They've still got that exuberant day glow punk pop 
whatever they've got, but they've oh, got it. Faye and Eugene, the yeah. king and queen of kitsch rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. definitely. They've <laughs> really got it. They've still got yeah. it. Yeah, you should write their PR for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fantastic. I mean, I saw them back in the day, and uh, yeah. we saw them a couple of years ago, and they were they were just as good. Oh, they haven't lost an iota of their charm and no. vigour. Yeah, uh, Faye just glides across the uh, across the stage, and, uh, mm. and and Eugene glides back after her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're a great twosome on stage. Yeah, and, that's uh, good. Brilliant, brilliant great band. Yeah, it's a good yeah. album. That's called Zero, and definitely recommend that. Well, that track, very like good, yeah. excellent, good stuff. And going back to Hipsville, um, we, we touched on the band we saw last year, Autoramas from Brazil, who we fell in love with. Oh, they were tremendous. One of the um, best bands of the year we saw, without a doubt. They were. What do you reckon? Top band? I don't know. We haven't really looked back. We haven't really looked back on last year because it's a bit boring going back on. The, well, I, I must admit there was year, some but... there was some hard competitors there. The Grigri. The Grigri. The Grigri. Yeah. They those were, they, they were they, I thought they were yeah. superb. The jackets. But King the Autoramas were were excellent, yeah. and and what lovely people too. Yeah, a great couple. Gabriel and, uh, and Erica we t- again t- a great couple in rock like we are saying about Faye and Eugene you know they, they're great together on stage and the band are, are, are well, you're always going to like a band that, uh, that are great live yeah and they are superb live they are really superb live and yeah. uh, and when you met and when I met them backstage I mean they're just uh, lovely people as well yeah, and yeah. got some great photos that we put up on the blog didn't we Steve yeah you got some nice backstage ones and ones of them on stage they're, visually they're so great because they're really quirky aren't they and good and, and I, I said Erica was like the star of the weekend because she's really cool and, mm. and Gabrielle he's like a big guy you know like mm. a bit of Joe Strummer quiff and he's really energetic and they've um, yeah, got a unique again we were saying about sort of bands like that Petrol Emotion that, who don't really fit into a genre mm. Autorama's there they're they're pretty unique, you know. They are unique, and they have that. I mean, they're the first Brazilian rock and roll band I've ever met, and they just got yeah. that extra warmth as well about them, haven't they? Definitely. You know, that Brazilian, they're bringing that tropical rock and roll from Brazil, really, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they pack a mean punch as well, haven't they? They do. They do. You know, they, they, they do. They, they, they do great, pack a punch. Great, powerful sound. They're well they? worth seeing yeah. and uh, superb band. Yeah, and the good news is is that they're about to release their brand new album. Mm-hmm. And uh, O Futura dos Autoramas, mm-hmm. which someone might be able to translate, but I guess it's something like the future of the Autoramas. Sounds like that's exactly what it probably is. Steve. Well, not, I can't, I can't read to see Google. It is translate. Latin. Yeah, it is yeah. Latin. It is. It is. But you know, it's, I, I've been lucky enough to hear a few tracks from the album, and um, I, I can't wait. Um, I, it's it's going to be a great record. And at the moment, they're interested in getting an, a record company over here to distribute it in the UK or mm. in Europe sorry so mm. if anyone has got any sense um, get in touch with either me or the band um, I can put you in touch with the band uh, they're looking for some distribution over here pretty big band in Brazil actually you know over here they're still sort of quite a small cult band but mm. over, over in Brazil they're, they're, they're sort of TV they're on TV shows and they're pretty big so any record company worth of salt anyone listening get in touch and um, you've got a fantastic band that, uh, that wants your help and this is a track that I remember they played live at Hipsville. And all year I was I, I went through all their albums and I thought, oh God, they haven't released this. And I, I spoke to them and they, and they said, this is a new track. And it's been in my head for the whole year. I'm just so chuffed to have a, a studio version of it. And this is going to feature on the, the new record. And it's called Condo a Policia Chegar. <laughs>
segunda Não gosto de terça Melhoro na quarta Sorrio na quinta Gargalho na sexta E subo na mesa E começo a dançar Só vou parar Quando a polícia chegar Boa cerveja Alguém foi comprar Aumente o volume Ainda tem gelo E whisky barato Saiu de controle Não tem como voltar Só vamos parar Quando a polícia chegar And we're starting rehearsals and writing next week, and uh, I'm hoping we'll be gigging within about three months. Oh, great! So, have you got a name yet? Yeah, we're called the Field Marshals, but with two L's. Okay, Field Marshals. Yes. Uh, Sounds okay, good. Okay, so yeah. your lead singer's called Montgomery, then, right? <laughs> 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 this could run and run, Mr. Yeah. Montgomery. <laughs> I don't know, but Monty. we're going to be good anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, yeah. good, good. Who's in the band? Anyone we can mention yet? Um, I've got Steve Jones on guitar, but not that Steve Jones. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've got uh, Dave from the Jet Sonics on drums. Yeah. I've got Roger from the Tuesday Club, 111, and a few other bands who's going to be singing oh, Roger, and okay. playing uh, yeah. second guitar. Fantastic. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. I look forward to that. And obviously, as soon as you've got something recorded, we can... Give it a play on the podcast. Oh, I'm you know. hoping that'll be soon, yeah. Nothing like a bit of nepotism. No, good, 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> so a bit excited then, Adam? Very excited, yeah. There's nothing like starting out on a new project. Like uh, this, yeah. It'll be good to see oh, you back on the boards, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, we look forward to that. And, um, well, news, well, 
just check out the blog www.retromanblog.com um, I said I'll be doing another podcast soon with uh, lots of new bands that have been uh, sending stuff into the to the blog over the past few months and um, doing some features on the upcoming Hipsville and other gigs and that that are, that are coming up um, so check out the, the blog and uh, for all the news and information on the bands as well we'll put all the links up to the bands that we've played rather than go through them all now uh, one by one all the links will be on the on the on the website uh, so please uh, check it all out and Paul you um, we played this band before but we're going to play them again because we, we can and um, we like a bit of that basic we're in the mood for a bit of well, rock and roll, and um, you've picked another track by Sharpers. Yeah, Sharpers, Sharpers, superb rock and roll band, pub rock band, who I saw last year supporting the Flaming Groove is in Blois. Yes. Uh, last year on the Loire, a lovely, a lovely castellated town on the Loire with beautiful wine, fantastic gig. And I met the band backstage, uh, who were extremely friendly. Mm. And uh, over a few glasses of wine, they said, uh, you must come and see us before the groovies come on. And, well, I ended up going to see them. You know, sometimes you, you, you want to go and see a support band and you stay for three or four songs, maybe. Well, I got down there for the first one and, and I was fixated for the whole gig. I thought mm. they were a tremendous band. They're really They've really got it as far as uh, rock and roll bands go. They're one of the best French rock and roll bands I've ever seen. One of the best rock and roll bands I've ever seen. And their their album that came out last year, number four, has hardly been off my record deck, quite frankly. Mm. It's a brilliant, fantastically produced record. And uh, put number four on. Anytime you want to drive anywhere, put this on. You can listen to it right from the beginning to the end. It's it's as I say. It's the production superb. It's mm. it's quirky, and it's got everything you want from a rock and roll band. And yeah, and this is uh, this is the last track on the album. It's called Hurt by Love.
Well, that was that was the fabulous Sharpers from Blois with uh, Can't Be Hurt by Love. Fantastic. Uh, Love superb record, isn't it? Yeah, great. Yeah, I know. like it. Nice, nice, nice burbling, whistle-type bass line on there. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, well, they must have been chuffed to meet you because they're, they're big uh, sort of uh, Dr. Feelgood fans, aren't they? And they're huge Dr. Feelgood yeah, fans. because you photographed Dr. Feelgood in very early days and, and also Flaming Groovies, so they... You know, that was they must have been quite well, as, as as Joe, the, the the lead singer and guitarist, would say, we are steeped in pub rock, and they are. They're really steeped well, in pub is he rock. Welsh? <laughs> 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 no, you stupid man. No. <laughs> if they're from Blois, they're not from Flamwell, <laughs> Flamfire, Puchwingic, are they? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I mean they they are they're steeped in pub rock, and uh, I, I just can't wait to see them again. If they're playing in Blois, uh, I'm going to go over a drop of a hat to see them because mm. Uh, mm. Uh, what a place to go and see a rock and roll band. You can have a great weekend in Blois. It's great, superb. Yeah, and the Flaming Groovies are coming over to play at the All Tomorrow's Parties Festival in North Wales, and in April. So I don't know. Hopefully they'll be touring as well, and it'd be great if Sharpers could link up with Flaming Groovies again. It would be great. It would be great. We, we, we don't know what's... Um, I can't quite find the whole of the uh, of the Groovies European uh, tour yet, but we know that they're playing in April in, uh, in uh, North Wales yeah. uh, at uh, All Tomorrow's Parties, and um, then they're playing in early May in Sweden. They're doing a few gigs. Yeah. So yeah. what they're doing in between, we don't know. Well, hopefully we'll um, mm, be interesting to see if they get home you know, to London, won't it? It's up to Chris, they'll be in the pub, you know. Yeah, but. the pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't forget our podcast with Chris Wilson of the Flame and Groovies, which we, we chatted to Chris. Had a fantastic uh, evening with him, didn't we, in, in the pineapple? We did, we in did. In Kentish Town, and uh, what a character, really Chris worth is. listening oh. to that podcast if you like your, it your is. blues and your rock and roll, because he picked some of his favourite tracks. Oh, and, Chris is just steeped you know, in, in music, isn't he? Great guy, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it'd be great to see them again it would and, uh, and the groovies well what a great band they are mm. well talking about bands that you you photographed and were well known for, for photographing in, in the early days uh, another a band you took very early photos of were motorhead and uh, and more sad news wasn't it with with, um, with lemmy who uh, was in a way it was probably an inspiration for you to set off on rock and roll photography probably more well, than a, a it, photographer it was, wasn't it, it was extremely sad because i was uh, i was starting to arrange to uh, i hadn't seen lemmy for about 10 years and i was starting to arrange to photograph his um, his tour which would have been this month mm. and I, I i was i was struck down when i heard the news Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I, of course, I was I was quite saddened by the news. But there again, you know, Lemmy, like David Bowie, live fast. Yeah. And I suppose die fast. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lemmy, what a character! I mean, I first met Lemmy backstage at an adverts gig at the Nashville in 1977. Mm. And after the gig, Lemmy said, "Did you fancy a drink?" And I said, "But the pubs are shut now." He said. <laughs> Not the ones that I know. (laughs) (laughs) And we probably ended up at the Earl of Lonsdale in this upstairs room uh, drinking. And Lemmy knocked on the door and we went upstairs and drunk in this in this late little late night drinker with other kind of people in that uh, who who were working in the music business. And I just thought, blimey, if this is rock and roll, I want some of it. (laughs) And it was only a few months later I became a full time rock photographer. Yeah. And that was due to 
good old Lemmy showing me these uh, these late night drinkers, and I thought, well, you know, rock and roll, what yeah. a great lifestyle. So you you were all set to take photos of weddings and bar mitzvahs and, <laughs> and that, and then look what happened. Look what well, happened to you. I know. You know, it was gosh. terrible. It was you terrible. I, I blame Lemmy. I yeah. blame Lemmy for my rock and roll life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you but, took some great old, old photos. I mean, on their um, the biography about them, you've got the the cover. Oh, of Lemmy that, was yeah. Lemmy was such a character. I mean, he was a very intelligent, uh, erudite, well-read man, and uh, extremely humorous as well. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, when when you were backstage at a Motorhead gig, apart from pouring you a, a pint of uh, Jack Daniels and Coke, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of duriger back in. <laughs> Back in those days, yeah, he'd he'd regale you with with stories, rock and roll stories, and he he could tell a good story too. And uh, he was just he, he was a very humorous and and, and very very self effacing man too, mm. very modest man. Yeah. You know, he never he never sung his own praises. Uh, you know, except in humour. Mm. And uh, I mean, I remember the first band with uh, you know with Eddie Eddie. Fast Eddie Clark. Oh, yeah. Fast Eddie, cool you know, and Phil. Yeah. They were they were a great band, and mm-hmm. uh, I remember going to my first Motet gig in early '78 over at the Music Machine, and I was blown away. Boy, they were loud though. Yeah. They were loud. Yeah. They were loudest thing I'd ever heard. You know, yeah. I think I was deaf for a week after that gig. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lemmy Lemmy was a just a superb a character. Yeah. He was a real character, and uh, he was an ever-present character because he he loved to tour. That was his life. Yeah, yeah. rock and roll was Lemmy's life, and um, uh, he uh, he he just loved turning up to gigs. I mean, I remember when I knew him well in the seventies and early eighties. He would he'd always be turning up to people's gigs. He'd turn up to adverts gigs, of course, mm. to damn gigs. Yeah. I mean, the Motorhead and the Dam toured together. He mm. he was a very good friend of Wilco. Yeah, uh, he 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 loved turning. He would turn up to Wilco gigs. He, he was he was fond of rock and roll, Emmy. Yeah. Uh, charming uh, man too. Very charming man, yeah. and yeah. he liked to he liked a night out. Yeah, yeah. He I, liked a night out, and uh, I'll, I'll mourn him, <laughs> but uh, I won't be sad because uh, because he's left such a great legacy yeah. with that uh, unmistakable loud rock and roll uh, with his unmistakable husky voice yeah. there's only one Lemmy and we will miss him and, and did you meet Lemmy at all when you're I, I you met days? him quite a lot in the late 70s when I was working in a music shop in the Ashridge yeah. Road in Shepherd's Bush and Motet used to come in well Phil didn't but it was um, it was uh, Lemmy and Fast Eddie used to come in mm-hmm. and I used to have to tune Eddie Clark's guitar because he couldn't hear very well at normal volumes <laughs> and I'd just chat with Lemmy and he just sort of you know I didn't have any great idea that he was a great rock and roll legend at the time so we just used to chat about UFOs and odd things and stuff and uh, and then I remember seeing him at a gig once and he came up to me and I was with a a girlfriend I was trying to impress and he shouted up I had come over here he said do you want a line of this it's great I haven't been to sleep for three days (laughs) and of course this impressed the young lady so I owe him one (laughs) (laughs) well before we go before we we pick a a track just like to say um thanks uh, adam it's great to have us all back and paul thanks for for it's been a pleasure it's been been great 
it's been great doing another pod. We haven't done yeah. one for a while, and we should uh, be a bit more regular with them this yeah, year. We'll hopefully, we'll get it in. And uh, and thanks for sharing your memories about Lemmy. And uh, and you've got a very apt song to 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 sort of uh, play out the podcast with. Yeah, uh, I th- I think we're going to go back to the beginning, and uh, this is Motorhead's first uh, single on Stiff Records. This is Leaving Here. <laughs> Chicks will be gone. 